Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this episode of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. Recently, we did a series on the Parenting Beyond the Rules book that I wrote. And then last week, we had Brittany Ann on the program. We talked about knowing God's will and discerning God's will and living God's will. And it was such an excellent episode. I hope you go back and listen to it. But as we were having that conversation, some things were going on inside of me, and I know inside of you because I've spoken with so many folks that have listened to that episode, as well as conversations I've been having. Maybe it's the apprehension of the season of kids going back to school and just the changes that are happening in our lives and the speed at which all these changes seem to be happening and the lack of freedom maybe we have to even be able to speak. In America, we're in a series of preparing for what we call our midterm elections. And wherever you're from, I'm sure you have elections and elections always have consequences and can have a great deal of heated debate. But some things have been happening in this season that I thought I would share with you as it relates to how God is moving in my life. And it's really around trials and coming out of trials and some lessons, let's say, that I have learned that might be beneficial to you. I found that when I was in my 20s, life was full of hope and expectation. I never really thought much about all the pitfalls because I was running so fast towards this goal of the life that I was trying to build. And the 30s was a continuum. I had just gotten better at refining my speed at which I could run and accomplish things. You know, I had five children and we were doing many things just with the course of having five children that are very close together. But I wrote an article for a magazine and then I recently introduced you to one of our sponsors at Homeschooling Today magazine where I'm a columnist for the magazine. I've written for them for about 10 years. Uh, my column is about relationships. So as you know, you listen to Equipped to Be, Equipped to Be a Doer of God's Word, all that God has equipped you to be and do and accomplish, whether you're you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s and beyond. I know we have a lot of older listeners that tune in to the Equipped to Be podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. We do like to change it up. And I know I said this, when I was talking about the grandparenting episode a couple episodes back, we're not one-dimensional. I am not singular focus. I, I don't just do one thing. I do many things, and I have recently been seeing how God has woven all the different aspects of my own life as a woman, as a mother, as a wife. He's just been weaving the podcast and radio show and a new book that I am working on that I can't wait to tell you about, hopefully soon, but be praying about it because you know it's in the critical part right now. But it's got me thinking about something that's been very hard and trying for me, and that is trials. 
And as I was writing about it in the Homeschooling Today magazine, I was talking about when we're in the midst of trials, it's very easy to compare ourselves, to look around and get discouraged when we can't accomplish what we used to accomplish. Maybe we are older. You know, maybe you're in your, and, I, and I'm not saying 40s and 50s is old, okay? So don't write me and say, I'm not old. I'm not saying you're old, but we are older. We are certainly older than when we were 20. So I was talking about how in life, you're going and you're going at a very fast pace. Maybe you're able to multitask and you have all these plates spinning and man, they're spinning pretty well. You haven't really dropped any and pretty proud of yourself. Not that that's wrong. If you're accomplishing much and you're able to look at and see, it's not, oh, look at, see what I have done. That's not what I'm saying. I want to talk about coming out of the trial and what that's like and what you can do because it's just really been recently, like I was going back to when I was writing in that article, I was talking about a season of my life and it was been very recent, very recent season of trying to just muddle through, trying just like, I just try to get through that day. Maybe try to get through that day without a tear or two or without feeling utterly exhausted and, and basically all you did was get up. And you look around at your friends and you're looking around at social media and you're thinking, man, I've lost my groove. I, I don't have it in me. What's wrong with me? And then, of course, that just puts you on a further downward spiral. Like, what's wrong with me now? We're all going to hit trials of various kinds. For myself, it was a lot of death, a lot of loss, painful loss. And some things that I've learned, whether it's death, whether it's saying goodbye to somebody you deeply love or an unexpected loss or a tragic loss or accident or financial shortfall or a wayward child. And you know, I think we should talk about the prodigal. Probably do that coming up. I get a lot of questions about that, mostly because everybody wants to know, did your kids ever... Were your kids always perfect? Like, no, my kids were like, never perfect. What made you think that? We're going to have trials. My team at equipped to be have really helped over the last, really the last couple of years, to be honest with you, because there's, there really has been that many deaths and it's been a lot to walk through. A lot of stuff I've never had to deal with before. The first thing I want to say is if you find yourself in a position or in a season of of loss or grief or trial or heartbreak or heartache, I want you to give yourself grace. And that's such a cliche statement, isn't it? Oh, just be patient with yourself. Just give yourself grace. I know it sounds trite in a way because I remember hearing that and going, yeah, right. If you're a driver kind of personality like I am, I'm, I'm always striving and driving hard and I have big goals and lots to achieve, and my hand is in a lot of different projects. And you can't. You can't juggle it all. And it's no longer about the plate wobbling straight up the plate falls. It just drops and shatters into a bunch of pieces. And you look at it, and it's almost like you don't have time to even notice the plate drop. You're like, oh, oh well. Or you break down and you cry again. It's like, oh, man, I just can't keep it all together. No, you can't. You can't keep it all together. And that's hard. That's a hard place to kind of admit sometimes. Even for the stoic personality types, it's hard when we can't keep it all together because those waves just keep crashing in. 
When I say giving yourself grace, this is what I mean. I want you to think about this and ponder it for a bit. I want you to take stock and to be realistic and honest with yourself about your own expectations. Yes, your boss, maybe your kids or your spouse or you know the people that on your team, they may be expecting you to perform at the rate or level that you were performing before, let's say said incident happens, before that you got served divorce papers, or before your health diagnosis or crisis. And their world is continuing on at that fast pace, and yours isn't. And you can get very discouraged. And when I say giving yourself grace, it's that you gotta be honest with yourself. And I was writing in in the magazine how I I kept trying. I kept trying to snap out of it. I mean, people say, just get over it. It's not that big of a deal. Snap out of it. I wanted to. I wanted to not talk about it. I wanted even more than that. I wanted to not think about it. I didn't want the flashbacks that I kept seeing every time I closed my eyes. I didn't want to see what I saw, and I couldn't not see what I saw. And nor can you. When I talk about giving yourself grace, I talk about being honest with yourself, being honest that maybe what you're going through right now, maybe it's a a diagnosis, uh, maybe it's your husband that's struggling if you're married, or, or maybe you had an unexpected situation happen, or you're caregiving for a loved one, or You know, one of your kids is giving you fits because it doesn't really matter what you say. They're going to do the opposite. And you're trying. And like I was writing in that article how I kept reaching for the light switch. I just just turned the light on so that I could see where all of this was going. So that I could see where the heck is the door? Where's the way of escape from where I am? And I would reach for the light switch and I'd flip it like multiple times and nothing would happen. The light didn't come on. I just stayed. I didn't stay in the darkness, but I was in the dark. The difference is being in the dark just means you can't see where you're going. Staying in the darkness means you're not relying on the strength and the provision and the time that God is working in you. So, When you're in that darkness and you're realizing, I don't have any control here. Well, that's actually a really good thing because to be honest with you, how many of us really are in control of anything? We always think that we are, of course, because we think we can map out our days and our plans and the mind of man plans his ways, but the Lord does direct his steps and sometimes those steps aren't exactly what you thought they were gonna be. Maybe you get in a car accident. Maybe you get in a fight. Maybe your child makes a really poor decision But for you, when you're in that trial, you're coming out of that trial, or it just seems like it's never going to end, I want you to just pause when you are laying down and all the thoughts are going through your mind. I want you to just take hold of those thoughts. You know, God does tell us to take hold of our thoughts, but I want you to grab those thoughts and I want you to picture something different. Now, y'all have heard me talk about picture the possibilities of the future, and yes, it's so hopeful and positive, and it is good, but I'm not saying being all Pollyanna-ish, because sometimes life is hard, and that picture isn't a good picture. You just frankly don't even like the picture, but I want you to stop for a bit, 
I want you to visualize how you're going to get through, how you're going to get up, how you're going to move forward, how you're going to take a baby step, just one. And then I want you to think and try to find one thing, one thing that brings you a moment of joy or happiness or peace. And I know because I've been going through this journey, I've read a lot of books on grief and grieving. I've read a lot of books on trauma, how to work through trauma, traumatic situations, situations that alter you, and they do. They do alter you. And your faith is strong, and you do believe God, and it's not that you're doubting God, but there's still a process you have to walk through. And depending on your temperament and your personality, you're going to walk through it differently than, say, someone else that you know, maybe very differently than your spouse. And your spouse may be the person saying, snap out of it. It's not that big of a deal. Well, it might not be to them. Other people can't tell you how you're hurting or how you're feeling or even how fast you're going to work through something. But when you picture all those moments when you're sitting in that chair and you're physically there, but your mind is a million miles away, or you're going on that walk and you're just thinking about all the things that are going on, maybe all the things that are going wrong, and you're thinking about them and you're so desperately trying to find the light switch, the thing that helps you illuminate. And it could be something tender that brings you great comfort. Maybe it's scripture when you're reading your Bible, just those words from the Lord that truly comforts you in the depths of your soul. Find something. I mean, I'm not kidding here. Maybe it's just that cup of coffee in the morning. Maybe it's just taking a bath for five minutes. Maybe it's just sitting in that chair where your body is occupying space, but your mind is somewhere else. And you're trying to see past, see through. You're trying to find the good in this moment, the way of getting through or the way of getting past, the way of trying to become, you know, learn the lessons that you needed to learn in order to fully embrace what God wanted you to learn through a season. So we do give ourselves some grace. We do have to take control of that which we can take control of. And when you do that, you develop a strength that you really didn't know you had. That's one of the beauties of trials. That's one of the beauties of going through difficult situations is we grow, we stretch. For me, people will often ask me about things in my life and I'm like, I'm not that same person. I can look at a picture from a couple years ago and I'll look at that picture and I'll think, that's not even me. I don't even remember that person. I was doing some cleaning out and I was looking through a box and I pulled out all these spreadsheets and itineraries for a bunch of events I used to run. And I looked at them and I'm like, how did you ever even do all that? It was like a part of my life I didn't even remember, although I knew I had done it. Looking at it, it was so far away from where I am today, but yet it really isn't. You ever have that happen? You're really not that far away from something, but yet you feel very, very far away. Maybe, maybe you don't. But I had that moment and it kind of took me back to asking the Lord, how do I bring it all forward into a new way, into 
a new person into a new life, into a new job, a new career, a new relationship? How do I incorporate all of that? And God does do that. Because what you've gone through, what you're going through, you develop a strength you didn't have, but you can't do it if you're comparing yourself to other people. And you also can't do it without some friends. I know I don't like the phrase, it takes a village, but it does take friends. I have a friend of mine who's a mental health coach, and we've often talked, not as a mental health professional or coaching or therapy or anything like that, but we've often talked. And one time we were out having dinner together, and I was just asking her about being a counselor, because to me, listening to people's problems all day long, I think I would be an emotional wreck. And she said, well, one thing you don't do as a counselor, she said, your friends aren't your therapists. You can't use your friends as your therapist. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting because what do you do with these people that are your friends then? And she goes, they're your friends and they walk with you and they give you nuggets every now and then, but they can't be your therapist. They can't be that person. They have a different role to play. And I thought, oh, we need to talk about this as a community. And and the reason why is we don't use our friends in that capacity because one, they're not equipped for it. And two, they have a different role to play in our lives. They're walking alongside of us. They're not necessarily the ones that are going to get us through a situation, get us onto the other side. And I hope that makes sense. Because when you're going through something, oftentimes you're throwing out a rope, help, help. You're sending out distress signals constantly. I'm drowning. I can't do this. I can't handle this because it's hard because trials are hard, whether it's a trial with one of your children or your spouse or your colleague or internally or with a parent. Trials are just hard, aren't they? Your friends are your friends that lock arms. They're there. They have coffee. You have tea. You have fun. Maybe you go get a, a massage or a manicure or pedicure or something along that nature that brings momentary joy. So your friends are important and you cling to them and they do help you. But we have to remember not to be a drain. We have to be careful of that. I think if God has for you, if there's somebody that God brings in your path, maybe it is a friend who is very close with you, they will be able to endure much and they will help you through much. But you want to be careful that you're selective in that. And you know, sometimes when you're going through trials, there's periods of solace and solitude that you need so that you can process things, so that you can have the freedom to Think the thoughts you need to think, and you need to listen to the voice of the Lord, and you need to ponder Scripture and let the Lord work and turn and change and help you become what He's wanting you to become or learn what He's wanting you to learn, and you can't do that in a group. You do that alone, and it's hard when you're in a family. It's hard when you're in a big family like I am. It's hard when you're running a business. Because your business can be like a, a ship without a rudder. I mean, there's got to be somebody steering it, and sometimes you can't steer it. That's when you have to trust God or your team to kind of carry it on, keep moving forward. So when we think about the trials that I was talking about and how hard they can be, but how much we are not going to escape them. They're not escapable. We give ourselves grace because we can't control the next day or the next comment or the next person's reaction. But it does help us develop strength that we didn't know we had when we're really honest with ourselves. 
when we stop comparing ourselves. But there's a sense of resiliency that comes along. And that resiliency isn't just about like bouncing back. It's resiliency is the ability to bounce back. Don't get me wrong. But resiliency is not allowing yourself to get stuck and stay there, which is very hard when you're in the middle of a trial or you're in the valley and the muck and the mire. This is where your friends kind of throw you that rope and help you move a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, or your children, or your spouse, or even a colleague. See, resiliency isn't pretending something didn't happen. Some personalities are going to always see the glass half full. They're going to be resilient. It's like, ah, no big deal. I was way more resilient when I was younger. When I got hit with something, it was like, Okay, trials just make you better. As you get older, trials do make you better. I mean, I'm not going to say they don't make you better. They do. Trials take a different toll on you as you get older. I don't know if it's because of the magnitude of them or I don't really have an answer for that. But when you're going through them, it really shows you what you're really made of and whose you are. But you've got to be careful who you listen to and not to listen to all the outside voices with all their comments and opinions of what they think you should do or what the latest book says you should do or what the blog that you just Googled because you're trying to figure out how to get out of something and you Google it and there's like, here's the four steps. So being resilient is not getting stuck. In some ways, (laughs) resiliency is just a resistance not to get stuck. I'm not going to let this happen. It may take a while, but I'm going to keep pushing. And eventually, I will find solid ground. And I won't be just kind of like drudging through it all, the muck and the mire. Oh, no, I'm going to be standing stronger. My confidence will be growing. The vision will be clear. Maybe, Maybe there will be that little crack of light that we see. Oh, I am going in the right direction. But always remember that the trials and the struggles that we're going through They're really not about us. It's really about how God is using those trials in our life because they make us better ambassadors for Him. They allow us to learn a level of compassion or empathy that maybe we would not have had. I certainly would not have had the ability to walk with somebody who has experienced the things that I have gone through had I not gone through it. I would have had that, oh, I'm really so sorry. I know that's hard. I would not have had the deep level of understanding of the pain and the struggle and the hard work you have to do had I not had to go through it, had I not had to just sit in that chair and be a blob, (laughs) think about how to get out of this, how to walk through it, how to become what I needed to become without bringing everybody else down how to find that light switch so that it could be turned back on or or change the light bulb. Some days you just have to go through the motions of the daily requirements. And that's okay. It's part of what giving yourself grace is. It's okay. It's okay when you just don't know what to do. It usually only takes me about one or two questions. And it's not because I have some superpower. It's just we all have something going on. And usually within one or two questions, tears come or the truth comes out or both. And I was having a conversation with somebody and I think that that only happens when we're real with people and we're willing to not put a fake mask and say, oh no, it's all well, it's all good, everything's perfect. We don't walk around telling everybody what's wrong. 
but we also don't pretend nothing's ever wrong, if that makes sense to you. And so this, this person I was talking to was basically saying, yeah, I just had a really bad day yesterday. I just kind of was weepy all day. And I listened. And then I immediately said, you know, days like that is good. It's good for your body. It's good for your brain to kind of like let all of those pent up emotions out. So that the next day you wake up and you move forward. It's a new day with new opportunities because God says his mercies are new every day. So as we wrap up this episode of Equipped to Be In, we talk about navigating the trials and some of the things that you go through when life is hard and it gets difficult in the midst of trying to keep everything else and everybody else going, because you know that is what we do. Just the realization that it's not unusual, it's not uncommon, even when horrible things happen or it's seemingly insignificant. It may be insignificant to some, but it could be huge to you. And what could be monumental to you may not be monumental to somebody else. My point here is helping you. You are equipped to be. You are equipped to walk through those trials. You are equipped to be the man or woman that God is bringing you to because he's allowing trials in your life, circumstances that are unfun or uncomfortable or, frankly, you just don't want to have to go through them. But he's, he's allowing it. And when he does, he's going to walk you through it. And you're going to come out of the other side. You're going to flip that light switch. That light's going to be on. And your light will be shining brightly. And you will have found a greater confidence in who God is. You will find a greater confidence in who you are because you will realize you're stronger than you thought. You will have found a new level of empathy and compassion for others she didn't have. Kind of hard to understand some things unless you've gone through them. And it doesn't mean you can go through all of them. And it doesn't mean that God can't use you or expect you to have empathy or compassion. But something does happen to you when you have had an encounter that can relate to other people. You change. It doesn't mean you change for the bad. So when you go through it and you have that resilient, use that resilient spirit in you to resist getting stuck so that you can move forward and become that man or woman that God has for you to be. I'm so grateful that you tune in every week to Equip to Be. We've had some different episodes as we've entered back into this season of the Equip to Be podcast, and I look forward to continuing this with you as we grow closer together as we equip and encourage each other for the journey before us so that we can go make a difference in the culture and in our families. Tune in next week for the next episode of Equipped to Be. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.